All right. Welcome back, Stronger You. Today we have a very special guest, someone that I think you might know because she's very, very, very active in the group. And I thank her a lot for that because she's an awesome member. Samiksha and her coach Barrett are here today. This is the Stronger You Radio with Mike Dola, where nutrition is fun, diet trends are overrated, and we'll help you take the guesswork out of eating healthy. Join us today with Mike Dola, the Stronger You coaches and friends, as they discuss what it takes to be a stronger you today. Are you ready? Let's get going. So, Barrett, hello. Welcome back again. Thanks, Mike. thank you for being here on the podcast. Thank you for holding it down in the group and helping out. Can you just give us a quick intro? Well, thanks for having me. I am 31. I'm a dentist and I've been with my amazing coach Barrett since February of 2021. Let's see. I like cookies. And yes. And you I mailed like me hiking. cookies and that they were, Wait. Listen, listen, everyone, they yeah. were, if you I cookies, also got her cookies, so go. They're you so go. good. They were so good. Sorry. Her, I just got really excited about that. They're so good. I can't well, even thank you explain guys. it. I need to have another baby, so you mail me more cookies. <laughs> uh, I can mail you some for other reasons. True. Having baby. true. <laughs> anyway, so you've been on. So you love when cookies. did you say you started again? Uh, February of 2021. Oh, so you're you're an OG at this point. You've been on mm-hmm. for a while. I know you've been through a few phases, right? Fat loss, maintenance. Do you want to talk about some of the results in those phases? Yeah, sure. Um, When I first started, my main goal was just losing weight. Um, So uh, I think I lost about 20 something pounds. And then I was pretty happy with where I was at the time. And then we started kind of going into maintenance. And I think I quickly realized that that weight was not really where I was in my life or where I kind of wanted to be in my life. So I did gain a little bit of it back, but I'm a lot happier now with um, how I can live my life and sustain that weight. So can I, can I clarify that real quick? Cause I think I know what you're saying. So you were in a deficit in a cut, whatever fancy word we want to call it to lose fat. You got to a certain point and then you realized in maintenance that the bottom of that cut wasn't really sustainable for you. So you came up a little bit to enjoy life a little bit more and make it easier. Is that right? Yes, exactly. All right. I like that. I talk about that a lot and I think, it's, it's interesting, right? A lot of people are like, I think I'm at my goal. I'm good. I'm going to stay here. And then they realize that it's probably not as much fun to stay there as it mm-hmm. was to get there and realize it and see it and be like, oh, okay, now I have to do all this stuff forever to maintain this extra lean place. And for me, I've talked about it a lot. I, I mean, we already talked about the cookies, right? We talk about going out to eat. We talk about alcoholic beverages and this and that. And it's like that maintenance level and those extra few pounds allow for that to happen. And I want more people to understand that when they get to the bottom of their cut, they may not want to live the life that requires them to stay there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that's like the illusion of the industry Mm -hmm. and like fitness models and all this stuff is like, that's a snapshot in time. Those people don't generally look like that all year round because it's not worth keeping it. Now, how did, how did you find out that it wasn't worth staying at the bottom? Like, did you just see the difficulty of it, the the compromise or sacrifice? I think for me, I was just like kind of overworking myself. Like I would 
I would go on hikes and then come home and lift weights and then like walk around my bedroom to get extra steps. And then at some point I was like, well, wait a second, like, what am I doing here? Right. Right. It wasn't sustainable. It wasn't realistic. Right. And, yeah. for, and for what, right? For what? Just to uphold this number, you know? And I think that that's during our check-in, something I kept asking you is, and probably still do, is like, well, how are you feeling? You know, if you didn't step on that scale and you just looked at yourself in the mirror and put your clothes on and did your everyday things in life you love to do, how do you feel? And you're like, great. Like, okay. So yeah, I, I think, think about that. Like, why do we want to look or f- look a certain way or see a certain number? No one can ever, no one really has a good answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's like someone's probably listening. They're like, I have a good answer. And <laughs> if you think that, I want you to, I want you to question it. I want you to really think about why you have to be 140 pounds or 30 pounds or 70 pounds or whatever it is. Right. And see, like, is it a number, this artificial number that's, I don't know, some just kind of made up by society that says this is where people should be? I definitely started that way. I think there is a point where I was like, okay, well, I'm 5'4". I need to be like 125, 130 pounds. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait, I don't think I could ever get there. Yeah, and think about the deprivation and just mental hardship you'd have to put yourself through to get there. For what? For yeah. because a chart said that, you know, right? Right. Doesn't matter. So I want to back up. So you, so when you first started with Stronger, your goal was fat loss, yeah. and I mean, you killed it in those three months, girl. Like every week, your checking came through, <laughs> and it was like you were just progressing, progressing, progressing. So I want to know, or I want you, well, I know, but I want you to tell all the listeners, what did you do to get there? If you, if you can, you know, transform yourself back to your, your deficit mindset and your habits and behaviors and kind of, how did you get there? What did you do each week that helped you? Gosh, that's so long ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You definitely have to be committed because I think I, I tried a second fat loss phase that was not as successful because my head wasn't really in it. But like yeah. you definitely have to to be all all there. Like you have to want this goal and just being consistent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I went out for a walk after work every day, even though I, you know, it was raining and I didn't want to or it was cold or, you know, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. I always you know, tracked my food. That was a big thing. I had to track it before I ate anything. Otherwise. Mm, So track it beforehand. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know someone that says that all the time. He's super. I don't know where I got that idea from. He wears glasses. He has a beard that's getting grayer by the day. And he tells everyone he won't shut up about it to plan their day. (laughs) Even still, like whenever I start tracking again, just to see where I'm at, I almost always have to kind of track some stuff in advance to kind of see what I can end up with or, you know, where I can go with the day. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to hear for people that that's kind of what it takes to get to the, to the fat loss goal, but then you don't have to do that forever. Like, Barrett, I don't yeah. know if you track right now. I don't track any food intake right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I like to kind of brag that I'm like a master of maintenance by accident at this point, just because I, I really do take all these things that we talk about constantly and try to plug them into my life. Um, mm-hmm. It does require some sacrifice, but I don't really miss certain things. Like I might delay some meals. I probably have most of my calories the second half of the day just because I'm busy during the day. Mm-hmm. So 
those things are super helpful for me. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the fact that you were so consistent for so long, those three months, you like were so diligent about it is clearly why you have been able to maintain the majority of, of your session essentially. Cause like you said, you tried to go into another deficit a little bit and your head wasn't in it. So I actually want to dive deeper into what you mean by that. So can you like, I don't know if it's even hard to identify or verbalize, but like when you say your head was in it or your head has to be in it kind of, are you able to talk more about that? Like what specifically that means? I think at that time I was like, I was kind of chasing a number, which I think is in hindsight, or as we know, is really not the way to go. I think I was like, I really need to hit 140 pounds. And Okay. So it started out as just hitting a number and that's what drove yeah. you. Okay. And as I was doing it, I was just like, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh-huh. That's but important, I, I think. Like yeah. you ask yourself, why am I doing this? And I do want... Like, it's kind of weird, right? Like, people come here to lose fat a lot of times. I like to always say we give them so much more. But if we run around telling everyone, like, stop losing weight, like, people are like, what? Wait, your business is built on that. So why are you telling people not to do the the thing? And I always tell people, like, it's that's not the point. The point isn't just constant fat loss chasing. It's like you're chasing yourself, chasing what you really want. And we would be a kind of a crappy program if all we gave was temporary fat loss. Like I want people yeah. to understand, like really to go through what you went through and try to do it a second time to lose a little bit more and then see, you know what? I don't really want that. And I've, I've talked about it a million times. It's, it's not like you have to balance who you want to be with who you really are. And there's that middle ground for a lot of us. And I think you, you kind of found that. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Agreed. And I think one, one thing I really noticed that you did as a coach while you were in a deficit and obviously you still do now is you make the food you're eating enjoyable and fun. And you did that when you were in a deficit too. So even though you're in a deficit and yeah, it's never fun to eat less than your body essentially kind of wants, but Mm -hmm you made sure that you like found really yummy, fun recipes to make. I think Mason did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mason was great for that, right? But you just were, you were like, okay, I have to do this, but I want to make sure I look forward to my meal and I'm eating something really good. So, and I also think that's what made you so successful because then you weren't able to like, then that, that means that you didn't kind of fall off ever. That's or, true lack of a better term, you know, you still, you still really enjoyed the food you were eating. So I just encourage everyone to do that when in a deficit, like search for those recipes, you know, look for macro friendly recipes that you really, really enjoy. And it helps, it helps you stay focused and committed. So on top of that, I want to talk about because you all you and your boyfriend also like to go out to eat and enjoy social gatherings and things like that. How did you handle that while in a deficit? You know, honestly, in a deficit, I don't think we went out that much. And I'm trying to think of why that was. I think it was like, I don't know, in Washington, it's cold and gray all the time. (laughs) So up until like June, it's kind of gross outside. And I don't, I just think we didn't do all that much. 
Well, I remember what you did. <laughs> well, there was a couple times where like when I would go to his mom's house, I would volunteer to cook. Right. And then it's a good idea. I do remember. I really like that idea. Yeah, okay, pick up yeah. on that, listeners. If you go somewhere that you're like, oh, what are they going to feed me? Maybe you feed them. And, well, and she really likes to cook with bacon fat, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> remember when the paleo movement convinced everyone that bacon fat was, like, healthy? Now, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing in, you know, in moderation, but Certainly I think it was kind of funny when everyone was like, no, no, cook everything in bacon fat. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I remember you doing things like sharing a beer with your boyfriend, sharing. Yes, we did do that. I believe that was after I did my weight loss phase. I was maybe for good or for bad. I was a little bit more strict during that. I don't think we ever had any beers when I was like in my first 12 weeks. Okay. You know, what's funny though. I don't think I don't, it's so controversial, right? Like I don't think it's a big, a big thing if temporarily you don't do those things. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cool if people can work this stuff in, but if others find it easier to completely eliminate certain things, to mm-hmm. lose the weight and then transition to maintenance and then reintroduce it, I, I bet you your group gets there a lot quicker. You I know? remember something Barrett said yeah. to me early on that really like stuck with me and helped me get through mm-hmm. it. A lot of that was just that those things will still be there. Like yep. we can learn how to incorporate a donut or a cookie or a beer or pizza afterwards, but you know, if, if this is how you want to do this right now, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You could just get it over with quicker, you know, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that you should never have these things, but there are a lot of people that they, they don't want to change the way they eat, but they want to change their body or health in some way. And mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like food parent over here, but like you can't have it both ways. Like where is the compromise? Yeah, it's, true. it's probably temporary, but it definitely is in, a quantity amount going to change forever. And I think yeah. people to accept that. Yes. And if not, I don't have good news. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, there, that's and that's not reality. me being, being <laughs> jerk Mike. It's like, how do you, how do you get to that next point without changing the things that got you here? Right. right? Like, ah, oh, there's donuts in the break room. I had to have one. Well, guess what? Donuts will always be here on planet earth. For as long as we are, so you can enjoy that donut at another time. You better you not. Know, have and I think jinxed it. people just—I I, I know. Donuts <laughs> oh, are no, canceled. Oh, all yet. the donuts. Yeah, donuts <laughs> are canceled. But you know, that's a—that's a good point. I do say that a lot because I think next week donuts to are going to say something stupid on Twitter and then get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, parrot! Yeah, I know. But yeah, that is a great point. So Will you still share beers though. Well, you know, and I bet that's, I mean, so you weren't doing that in a deficit, but that's probably one reason why you've been able to maintain so well, which is kind of my next point and why I think having you on this podcast is so great because even the post you wrote in the Facebook group, you're like, oh, I just signed up for three months because I was like, I'm just going to get this weight off and then I'm going to continue on with my life and be changed forever and then you quickly realize that that wasn't going to be your journey. Um, and you realize that the maintenance part of it was way more challenging than you had thought. So talk a little bit more about that. What what was challenging about it? Well, it was kind of interesting because Mike said earlier, like, oh, this is a fat loss company. But it's interesting that I, that's not really my view anymore. 
That's yeah, I always said, like, we're, we're so much more than that. That's that mm -hmm. might be someone's perception, but I like to get them in and be like, haha, we're gonna give you other <laughs> stuff too. Right. Yeah. I think wait, I, I realized more. that this was the hardest part because it's like yeah. when you're trying to lose weight, there's you know, there's not really rules, but there's like, you know, you, you, you eat less, you move more, you lose some weight. Yeah. But when you're trying to maintain and you're living your life and all these other things are happening, there's just so much to balance all the time. And it's a lot harder and I'm kind of I don't know Bear has called me in a very nice way like type A like I like rules I like order I like to follow <laughs> along and do the right thing and when you're in maintenance there is no such thing and yeah right it's yeah, it is kind of interesting because with the fat loss stuff it is very it is very traditional like I know I probably shouldn't do that a lot I shouldn't do this a lot and maintenance is like hey you could do those things again but we're going to make it really hard because if you stop tracking, you're not going to know what's going on. And you get like, you get like food goggles, you start looking around and you start making different decisions that might impact your total caloric intake when you incorporate something that you didn't before, even if you think you're eating it in the right amount, because you hit that goal, your mindset just changes that you don't have to try as hard. And it's yeah. just like, maybe it's just tried differently, you know? And I yeah. think too, with other programs out there that people have tried, like anything to lose weight, I always like to say that's the easy part. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy at all, but I'm saying it's like, to your point, you were reaching a number or here are your macros, follow these macros and you'll lose weight. Like your body just needs to be in a deficit and it'll lose weight. The harder mm -hmm. part is like Mike said, you come out of that and all of a sudden there's now this world that you're essentially that kind <laughs> of reintroduced to. And you're kind of like, I mean, especially now, literally, like if you were kind of starting around the pandemic or a little bit after it, yeah. or it was still going down, like literally the world opened back up again. And then it's like, oh crap, how do I maintain this weight loss, but still do all these things and do it in a healthy way, balanced way? How do I do that? And that's why continuing on with a coach where you still have the same accountability, you still have the app, you still have that weekly check-in to just constantly remind yourself of why you're here and your focus and things like that so what helped you also you were in the cut for three months whatever we want to call it and then now you are maintaining I mean it was it was a while ago but what what do you what behaviors are you able to can you specifically identify that you learned in the weight loss phase that's helped you maintain just not eating as many cookies like before I signed up for stronger you like I was baking all the time and I didn't want to waste anything right so I was literally eating like cake for breakfast like multiple times a week and that sort of thing which obviously did not make me feel my best either but during that time I kind of realized like it's not really a treat anymore if I have it at every meal you know and mm. so good point that was that was kind of a big big step for me and in general I don't have like I've been very fortunate I don't have a lot of things with food like I literally have a candy jar in my house that I walk past a hundred times a day and I, I don't touch it so it was kind of a big step to learn that I just got to stop baking as much as I love it like I have to find a different hobby I have to find something else that I love mm -hmm. so what we do is because my wife loves baking as I, everyone probably so sick of me saying that too because they know <laughs> we give away a lot of it yeah. So they're like, Mike, how do you, how do you manage this? How do you manage that? Well, kind of like you, like I can just walk by a cake or a batch of cookies or whatever, but we give a lot of it away because if it is like, 
day four and there's still a cake here, I might, I might be like, oh, I got to finish this thing. Right. Might that's that's huge, what I was doing. A huge wedge, right? I won't even call it a piece. I'll be like, oh, there's a wedge of cake left. And we'll like some, there's been times where we just both took a fork to it and I ate most of it and probably took it down. And it's like, <laughs> I, there, I might do a little bit better, but yeah. 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 So now I bake a little bit cause you know, it's still something I love and I want to give it up, but yeah, you know, I'll go on a hike and then, you know, instead of baking that day or, you know, something like that. I like that. So finding other things to kind of keep you busy, distract yourself. Or really, not even that, but other things that bring you joy. Right, exactly. Right, And that is yeah. hard, though, because you are, like, if you're into baking, I don't want to yeah. stop people from doing that. Right, right. right. which I, I try not to stop myself, but yeah. I don't need to bake every single day. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's an expensive hobby, too. <laughs> yeah. Those things add up. All the different pans and tins and things that I just learned the name of after watching British Baking Show, like... <laughs> 100 episodes of it which i will say is uh, one of the greatest shows ever it's such yeah, a feel-good show. show i, I don't know if you guys watch it but i do Here it's not really cutthroat competition cooking shows it's like i'll help you yes i'll plate yeah. your food while you pull that out of the oven i'm like that I'm actually like, sounds fun maybe i should watch it oh you never watched it oh, I have oh watch. my oh podcast over go go watch it no <laughs> it's yeah, so good it. it's so and there's so many seasons of it so I don't know. I think you've been busy think, for a while. Yeah, it's awesome. I think you'll love it. So, were there ever times? I and I don't know with you there was I, not that I remember, but so I want to ask you here again. But are uh, were there ever times you just felt like giving up? Yeah, I mean, towards the end, I think I was really struggling. Like, I think it was like week eight or ten. I sent you a message. I was like. Yes, that's I don't right. think I want to do this anymore. And you were like, oh, you know, you're just so close to the 12 weeks. Why don't we just see how you feel there? And then we hit the 12 weeks and I was like, I'm ready for more food. Yeah. yeah, I think, too, there is usually that's between week six and eight. I don't know if you remember this, Mike, when you were coaching, but that's usually a normal time yeah. where yeah. members are like, I can't do this anymore. This and is exactly right. Yeah. So. You got me real excited. I don't know. Like if you're listening, you probably can't see me shaking my head in excitement here, but <laughs> the six to eight, nine ish week, there's something about it. It's, I, I feel like it was more like eight, nine, 10. And, and this is just my assumption. I don't have the data on when people told me like, Hey, I'm getting bored of this, yeah. but like eight, nine, 10 is like, you're kind of near the finish line in people's heads. And like, I have this thought that like, there's no finish line. There's just like, it just kind of rolls, right? I think people just tend to get kind of bored and they they see this as like, and maybe this is our fault in a way. We don't prepare people for the next step at times. I think I think our coaches are better than this, uh, better at this than ever before. But way back when I was coaching and really, really learning, right? I was like, yeah, all right, well, they'll kind of tell me when they're bored, they'll do this. And then as a coach, you have to start, you have to start anticipating this. And we do that well now because we've had a lot of people that we might not have done it as well with. And we see now, like when people are starting to wane, they get, you know, week eight, nine, 10, whatever. We have to set them up for the next, the next phase mentally. Like, Hey, this deficit is not forever. What, what gets you to your fat loss goal isn't what keeps you there. 
and people hearing that are like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to, I'm going to eat more soon. And it's like, yeah, right. I wish, wish I would have told people this on week two, week three, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Get in, get out, right? Lose the fat and then get out of the fat loss phase and cruise and maintenance. And call this a sales pitch all you want. I don't care. You probably should work with a coach through maintenance. That's that's the most salesy I will get is I think everybody should stay with a coach through maintenance because like you said, Barrett, fat loss isn't the hardest part here. Mm-hmm. Maintaining fat loss is. And if there if people need evidence of that, it's look back at how many times you may have lost weight before. But how many times did you maintain that? Maybe zero. Maybe your first time is going to be with us. And that's pretty cool because that's really my goal is to get people off the dieting hamster wheel. And I think that's Samiksha, I feel like you you are. I think that's really cool. So mission accomplished. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah, I, I love keep it off. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and what I loved about, so you worked so hard in this deficit for three months. And I do remember that conversation with you. I actually remember where I was when I had it, which is wild. The brain's wild. But anyway, <laughs> I think that that's one approach for fat loss is like getting get out. And you definitely did that. You worked your ass off those three months and you did it. And then we started doing maintenance. And, you know, every week to two weeks, I was increasing macros, increasing macros. And the beauty of you was you could eat more and more and more and more and more and you kept the same way and actually at first you kept losing yeah that was actually very interesting to me when you're trying to find maintenance yeah we were trying to find maintenance well i think also too it was like more food was giving me more energy i was doing more stuff yeah yeah, isn't that an interesting phenomenon right like when you increase your calories, your body may subconsciously move more because now there's an abundance yep. of energy, whereas there was yes. a deficit and your body was like, yo, chill, don't move so much. And that's yeah. something that's why we're so big on steps. It's not that we're trying to get you to burn a bunch of calories just walking around your office, but that that mindset of constant movement will offset some of that subconscious stillness. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, cool. I, yeah, sorry. Carry on. I, yeah. I get excited and I sidetrack. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, I really like no, the way good. that um, Barrett had kind of set that up for me where she was like, you know, we can, we'll take a break and then we'll see where you're at. I mean, if you want to do more fat loss, we can. If you want to keep going in maintenance, we can. But at least, you know, this will give you a time to give your body and your mind a break. And I really, really liked that. And it was probably the reason why I signed up for a whole year. Right. Good. It's like a rest stop, right? It's like you're getting tired at the wheel, you know, and fat loss is maybe slowing down, whether it's physiological or psychological reasons. Pull over at the rest stop for a couple of weeks, maybe, and then yeah. the road again. There is no need to rush this process, yeah. right? I mean, I think the people that want a quick fat loss want the weight off quick and think that that's it, and then they want to move on they're never going to keep that weight off and they're never going to be successful long-term. I mean, there's like the statistics on that are crazy. It's like 98% of the time or something. And it's just like, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like common sense at this point, right? Like if you, if you cheat on the test, you're probably not learning that much. Right. That's how I look at those rushed fat loss protocols. That's a good analogy. Mike's the king of analogies. (laughs) Write that down for your book. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Big pain in the butt that book, but oh man, I can't yeah. wait. But, but right, I, it, it is. It's very, very similar to me. 
Same, same mindset, right? Yeah. Okay, guys, what if I told you you could finally reach your goals without fad dieting, deprivation, or unrealistic expectations, all while still enjoying the foods you love? Yes, it's possible. In fact, we've helped over 50,000 members do just this. Now it's your turn. New members get 50% off your first month with a purchase of a monthly membership plan. And what do you get with this? You get one-on-one personalized coaching, unlimited coach messaging and weekly check-ins, nutritious resources and tools, and access to a welcoming community. Sign up today with code SURADIO50. You've got this and we've got you. So let's reach your goals together. And that's, and I just remember like that was so cool to see was each week you were eating more and you're still losing a little bit, eating more to losing a bit. And then that leveled out. And then you, we just kept going and going and going and going. And I think at one point you were like between 23 to 2,500 calories or something like yeah, that. When you were, when you were still tracking and maintenance. That's so and legit. That's so I was like, this legit. is awesome. <laughs> I was just like. Yeah, but so think about that. Like that. a female maintaining weight at 23 to 2,500 calories. That's, that's like you did it. Like that's what's yeah. possible for people if they wanna if they wanna do it, they can do it. That is so much food. And Ugh, it's yeah, oh, there's definitely it. days when my boyfriend was like, Man, you're just you just keep eating, like I can't even eat as much as you <laughs> And you could work the fun stuff. Like, welcome back, cookies. Like yeah. you're hitting your micronutrients right. with other foods. Who cares where you fill the rest of your calories from? And this is like Again, a, such a controversial comment from me where I'm like, hey, you know, you eat your eat your micronutrients, stay active, sleep well, reduce stress. I don't care if you have some cookies to fill in some calories. Those cookies are never going to be the difference between sickness and health at that point. You're already putting the score up with health with all that other stuff. Like people need to right. enjoy these things and not be scared of them. And those are things I come across constantly on the internet. Not so much in our group. Our group, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. But on the internet, people are really, really scared of certain ingredients. And it's like such a such a minor thing in the grand scheme of health, you know? Yeah, there's this guy I was watching on YouTube. Um, his his, his uh, channel is like something like Flav City or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he was like going around Costco and he was like, oh, this has natural flavors and and this has carrageenans and you can't have this and that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like you can't eat anything. Right. And there's it's like really these memes helpful. that float around, right? That that's like this person says to do this and then do this, but don't do that. Make sure you do this, but don't do this thing. And it's like, okay, there's nothing left to eat. If but you go down this people even more. Yeah. And way to get them away from, from what really matters. And just imagine right. living life fearing fearing everything you put in your mouth. Yeah. I know. Like that's no, we don't thanks. need to do that. No, absolutely not. But once one not small thing, but big thing that helped Samiksha keep her weight off was strength training. Mm. Yes, definitely. I Great. love that. I like this. Okay, keep you, going. Yeah, you so we talk? didn't yeah. dive into this part of you yet, and why you have been so successful with Stronger You. But that's a huge reason, listeners, why she was able to eat that much and maintain her weight was she was strength training. Was it four days a week? Um, I try to do, yeah, four or five days a week. Four to five days a week. So all you women out there, you have to strength train. <laughs> it's so, a lot of fun too. 
say how that helped you even through your deficit maintenance and kind of how it felt when you started eating more food and strength training and all that. And did you first start strength training under Barrett's coaching or did you never no. really do it before? So I first started doing orange theory, like very, when I very first started losing weight and that's kind of how I learned, you know, like what, what's a bicep curl and how do you hold a dumbbell and that sort of stuff, which was really great. I loved orange theory. Yeah. They're great. At that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, I don't know, on Instagram or something. And I saw a bunch of people like lifting with barbells and I was like, Oh, that seems kind of cool. So like, I just went to the gym and, you know, watched videos, learned how to do stuff. And I really started enjoying that way more. And yeah, I just found a program online that I liked and followed. And it's one of those like progressive overload programs. So, you know, you try to try to add a little bit more every so often, try to get stronger type of thing, which yeah, which I all started before working with Barrett. Do you think that's the challenge a lot of people have with strength training is they they never actually improve. They just keep moving their body in the same way with the same weights and the same sets? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I guess that kind of like with anything, your body gets used to, to a certain yeah. thing, right? Like if yeah. you ate 1,200 calories every day for a year, you know, maybe your body would only need 1,200 calories to live. So kind of the same thing if you only lifted, you know, 95 pounds in your deadlift, then yeah, any other weight might seem really heavy. Yeah. And that's why I like the progressive overload is really just the, the fancy way to say like you, you did more weight, more sets, more reps. So constantly push yourself. It, that it really, I will say she did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say and during the deficit, it is kind of hard. I mean, you do have to yes, remember that you're not eating as much and you can't lift quite as heavy yes. and you can't barely keep adding weight every single week when you are in a deficit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not always about adding new weight every week. I think about if you really did that, you'd be lifting like an obscene amount of weight, but it's about, <laughs> it's about progressing in terms of form also and how yep. many reps you can do and all that. But the point is, is that you were strength training. It was a part of your every week routine and that for sure is the reason why you were able to eat so much and maintain your weight 100%. Yes. And it was super cool. Like as soon as you started adding calories, I like got in the gym and I was like, oh, wow, this weight that I did three weeks ago, like feel super light. <laughs> like, let me yeah. add more on you. like replenished awesome. at that point, you know, because yeah. you can't, you can't have it all right with, if you want to lose fat and eat little, your performance could go down. So when you do add food and you do progress in the gym, it's the food is a big part of that. So, oh sure, yeah, that's awesome. And so while you were in maintenance, what kept you focused or kind of goal oriented each week? Because when you're in a deficit, I think that's also what's hard about maintenance that I want to touch on is when you're in a deficit. You know what that reward is is the weight loss. You're like, oh, yeah. this is working, this is working, this is working. And then maintenance, you know, you're no longer, yeah, maybe at first it still decreases a little bit, but obviously the goal is to level out. So what kept you goal-oriented and focused each week and what still does to this day? So I think at first it was definitely like I really wanted to get stronger and that's kind of where I was. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was consistently focused on adding more weight or more reps and then we moved and all kinds of stuff happened and life happened and so now a lot of times my goals are like let me drink my water this week or yeah. let me get 
this many steps this week or so I think it, it just kind of changes based on where you are in your life and it doesn't always have to be the same goal either yes I love that and that's definitely been our experience right is it's it's you know life changes I think that's such a good point that you made and just because life changes or you're super busy you move you're doing renovations like you have guests all these things you can still implement this program and the goals and everything you learned still into your lifestyle because it still takes some work to remember to do it. Yeah. You know, not all of it, but so I think that that's such a good reminder is you're kind of always constantly a work in progress. There's never really a beginning and an end, which makes sense because we're living human beings that are, there's never, you know, so um, I, I, it continue to enjoy that work that you do here. As you do continue, oh, thank you. To I continue to like, enjoy working with you. <laughs> yeah, but even like, oh, I can't get my, you know, my workouts in this week. You weren't ever like, I'm just gonna give up, you know. And I think that that's, that's so important. Like, no. <laughs> I have a quick yeah. question because I I have this like this perception that I think is correct, and I need I need your backup on it. Do you think the engagement? that you participate in the community has helped you on this journey? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it helps to feel connected and like meeting people in the group too, that you get along with. Like there's people that I, I text with Mm. from the group and we still like share food with each other or what we're doing. Sometimes Maggie will text me and be like, what's for dinner. Mm. And so it's kind of cool to like just share things back and forth with other people that are like-minded. Cause you know, and, in your life, there's not necessarily people that are, you know, concerned with what they eat and that's works right. for them and that's fine. But I can't necessarily share a macro friendly recipe with like, you know, someone at work that doesn't have those same interests or. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of and that's like, I'm glad you say that because I think, and this is just my perception. Like I don't have any data on people who participate in the community do better, but it's like, I think it goes without saying that when you're exposed to this stuff and you meet some friends and you're just engaged in that little place, I think it it helps because one of the big things when even developing the system of Stronger You was looking at most diets and thinking, holy crap, this is lonely. Like there's, there's, you're by yourself. Like either you pick up a book and try to follow it alone or you go to, I don't know, a, a dietitian's office and they hand you a list of stuff to do and you're kind of on your own. And the big thing now with a lot of, nutrition stuff is community based. And I think people, if you're listening to this and you're not in our community, please get in there, say hello, spend some time, read some stuff, like every single post that I ever put up and have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's really great about the group too, is that you can see that other people are going through the same thing. Like there'll be times when somebody will post like, Oh, you know, I, my scale went up three pounds last night, which, you know, in your head, you know, okay, you know, that's not real, but we all still experience the same thing. Like even earlier this week, I like Mrs. Barrett and was like, Hey, the scale keeps going up. And you know, we figured out it was these tortillas I was eating, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like someone goes in there and they're like, am I the only one? And I'm in, I'm like, the first thing I think is, no, you're definitely not the only one. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's good. You have to, I think just to be engaged, to be engaged with your coach, to be engaged in the community. I mean, that you have to really capitalize on that support 
And that's what's so great about Stronger You, like Mike said, is there's that support there. And you have definitely provided that to the Stronger You community. I mean, even just like recipes, you know, people are like, oh, I got to make that. That looks really good. And I'm in a deficit. And oh, look at those macros. So macro friendly and all that. I mean, that's so helpful. Yeah. And the group, I mean, also helps me a lot too, because sometimes it'll show up on my page that, you know, so-and-so did this thing today. And there's been times recently, especially with the gray weather in Washington, where I've been sitting on the couch a lot and I'll see something on the page and be like, oh man, I really should go for a walk or I should walk on the treadmill or I should, you know, stop sitting on the couch. Look at this, everybody influencing each other. I love it. It's such a happy place. (laughs) It really is. We're all, all over the internet. We see some stuff that is not very happy. Um, and it's yeah. cool to not see the negativity in our group. So thank you everyone for being awesome. I know. Yes, definitely. The happiest so, place on the internet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say when you first started Stronger You till now, like yourself, I always love this question, yourself when you first started and yourself now, what would you say are the, the biggest differences? In terms of um, mindset, how you think about food, all of it. I think in the beginning, I really thought that food was like kind of the biggest thing. But I mean, it still is. But I think I realized that I don't actually have, you know, that many concerns with my eating. It's mostly my movement. Like movement mm-hmm. is such a big mm-hmm. part of it. And I don't think I really yeah. realized that until kind of more recently. Whereas like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I won't dig into the candy jar, but I also can't yep. sit on the couch all day either. That's to me, it's huge. Like I, I get so excited um, about this topic because it's not just that calories are going up in people's diets. It's that we don't move like we used to because mm-hmm. life is for many of us is very, very convenient. And we overlook that. And mm-hmm. I have this like this theory that People don't respect general movement like they do workouts because there's no exertion or effort in going for like a 10-minute walk or 20-minute walk. It's easy, right? Like you hardly even realize you do it. But if you were to do a 10-minute workout, you'd be like, oh, crap, that kicked my butt. Mm -hmm. But it's not that effort doesn't equal expended calories all the time. Like if you constantly move around and you design your life in a way where you do park farther and you do take steps. And even when you're in the airport, when you're waiting for your plane, I I do this all the time. I walk back and forth like a lunatic. I did this at LaGuardia the other day or a couple of weeks ago. I must've walked past the same 50 people like 30 (laughs) times. And they probably thought like they were losing their mind. Right. Yeah. We just did that too. (laughs) I'm just listening to music, walking around with my little backpack like these things add up. And I just want people to think about that. Like how much are you sitting? Because it might be more than you realize. And if you start tracking your steps, you'll, you might realize like you're doing 23 to 3,300 a day. And that's like nothing. Like we need yeah. to get And sometimes up. on work days, like that's what happens because yep. dentistry is pretty sedentary job. Like it's very mentally and like, you know, with your hands exhausting, but the rest of you is just sitting there. Yep. Right. Right. So yeah, true. So, move around so yeah, really movement is the most important i like that for you yeah yeah now that the sun's out i have no more excuses oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's her way of wrapping up to get outside and run around <laughs> <laughs> yeah right now you have to yeah yeah what would you say to a member that 
feels like giving up after that week eight or feels like they're they're chasing a number that they can't get to or anything like what would what would you say to them um I would say that you know first of all talk to your coach because they might be like Barrett and give you some amazing advice but also that you know it's okay to take a break from losing weight like you don't always have to try to be losing weight it's super fun to just even maintain weight and like even you know my friend Isabella who also happens to work with Barrett like mm-hmm. she has a lot more weight than me to lose and she definitely does that where she will take a break when she starts to feel like she's burning out and then she'll eat more and move more and then kind of get back into that mindset where she can do it again when she feels like she's ready and she yeah. is she an in real life friend Yes, yeah. We're oh, that's awesome. And she's super active in the group. I see her posting all the time. She's so, yeah, Isabel, she is thank you. You're awesome. Isabel is also awesome. Yeah. Look at this dynamic duo. I know. We got to have her on. Real too. life friends. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah she's but super I, cool because she's vegetarian. She, she, mm, uh, it's her know. protein with, without really eating that many bars and shakes. It's actually very impressive. Very impressive. Has she figured she's out that, how to make Mike nuggets in a, in a vegetarian? I think she's way? working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to collab on a post. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Cool, cool. So is there anything else you want to leave people with? or You know, when I first heard about Stronger You, I actually heard about it on the uh, Orange Siri Reddit page. Mm. And there was a long Ooh. time where I would go to the website and I would be like $150 a month. That's no, not doing that. And now I look back and I think, man, I would have paid way more than that for the experience that I've had and the things that I've learned. Like, oh, that's awesome. Very worth, worth it. Yeah, I love that. And that's that's a, a common sentiment from people that they say, like, what I got, I would I would pay double. I would have paid triple. But don't worry, everybody, we're not going to start charging double or triple. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Get in, make you happy, tell your friends, have a good life. Everybody wins. But I think it's to to your point, it's an investment in yourself and it's hard yes. for us to look at things like these programs in that way, but I always say like how quickly are you to drop x amount of dollars on a meal out or drinks? Right, exactly. Once or twice a week. Like if you invest yeah. in something like this, you're truly investing in yourself if you stick to it long term. And you, you've proven that to be true, which is why, you know, we wanted to highlight you here is, is that it's possible and you're a real life human being who did it. And you realized along the way that chasing that number kind of fell to the bottom of your priority list. What was more important to you is just losing the weight that felt good to you and, and the weight you were able to sustain in your real life maintaining and that's what matters and that's a beautiful thing that it can be done yeah it's interesting about going to a restaurant because we just went out and we don't like go out to fancy restaurants very often and our bill was like 110 dollars, and i think we just got like two entrees and two drinks yep yeah so normal right yeah people do that all the time so it's like if you put things like that in perspective you know you're like oh okay well I guess the program I, pays for itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like where are you putting your money? Right. right. Yeah, that's true. And I think people do say that. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that once they stopped door dashing all the time, they realized how much money they were saving by doing Stronger You. So 
But that's why I told everyone to delete their freaking apps. Like it's (laughs) like when it's that easy to get food to your house and any food you've ever wanted, it's, it's one, it's going to cost you a bunch Two, You're more likely to just say, I don't want to cook. I'm going to order Thai food tonight. Yeah. And yeah. So here's a tip, everybody delete those apps. Delete the apps. I know you're going to say, Oh no, no, no. I'm not going to listen to you. Please, please listen. I'm begging you delete these apps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it works DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats there's a million others So, well thanks for sharing your story you're just awesome well yes, thanks for having sure. me thank you so much this is, this is for fun. everything I've learned <laughs> yeah and you're still learning we're all still learning all the it's time true. I think that's yeah. really the point is we're all always still learning but if you get the baseline and that framework down if you're consistent at first it pays off and yep. that you're a true example of that for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of you. Listeners, thank, thank you. you. Love you guys. This is awesome stuff. So, thank All you. Right. Thank you for listening to Stronger You Radio. For more information, please visit www.strongeru.com. Don't forget to tune in next week for more health and nutrition conversations with Stronger You.